I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jakeem Grant in motion. He'll take the fly sweep left. Out in front, plenty of blockers. Jakeem Grant, gas 30, 20. Down inside the five to the end zone. Touchdown Bears. Jakeem Grant with a heck of an escort and 46 yards for the score. Bears have the lead over the Packers, 9-0. Snap, Rodgers, play fake, throws the slant, caught Lazard on the nickel defender. Crawford, it's a touchdown for the Packers. Bears 10-6, two yards on the toss on fourth down. Snap back, fields with time. The out pass is intercepted on the far side of the field. And there he goes, Rasul Douglas, 20. Cuts inside, 10. Goodbye, put a bow on it. Touchdown, Packers. And they're in front, 13-10 with 4.59 to go, second quarter. Back to throw, fields, tight pocket. Over the middle, caught by Demir Bird, and away he goes. Left 30, 25-20, 15-10, end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! 54 yards on a quick hitter. And Demir Bird, we finally see the juice. He ran away from the defenders, and no one could catch him. Here's the punt. Herquez sends it in the air. Far side of the field, Jakeem Grant retrieves at the two, backs him up. He's in big trouble at the five. Reverses course, gets blockers at the 10, to the 15, 20, 25, 30. Down the sidelines, and away he goes! 30-20, 15-10, end zone, touchdown Bears! Wow! Jakeem Grant was in deep trouble, folks. Caught the edge, some great blocks, including one of a Horquez, and also another one that springed him free, and Jakeem Grant goes a long way. 97 yards for the punt return touchdown, and I believe unless one happened today, that's the first one in the NFL this season. Rogers the snap, good protection, lots of time. Gonna fling it left, coming down the sidelines, Devontae Adams at the five, into the end zone with a touchdown. Collision on the play between Eddie Jackson and also Xavier Crawford, and just like that, Aaron Rodgers says, okay, you want to shoot out, here we go. Snap. Out of the gun, it's Aaron Jones, finds an opening off the left side, and he walks into the end zone with a touchdown from three yards. Justin Fields back to his right, takes the snap, play fake, sets up, pressure coming behind, Jenkins hit from behind, ball comes out, and the ball is covered up by the Green Bay Packers. 
at the 23-yard line and a penalty marker as well. They were coming hard at Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, it is going to be Green Bay's ball. I thought maybe his hand would be in motion and a full, incomplete Hold ball. It. Offense number 76. The penalty is declined. You go to the play. First and 10, Green Bay. Here's a bootleg. Rodgers sets up the throw. Open Jones down the field, over the top. Hubble Nichols to the five. Reaches for the end zone for the touchdown. Saw it coming a mile away. Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers have a great relationship in the passing game as well. The Packers on one snap get the Bears in a matchup they wanted. 34-27 Green Bay. Top of the field, one-on-one -on -one with Jalen Johnson and no safety help for Aaron Rodgers. First to goal of the three. He's looking that way. On the slant, caught, touchdown, Devontae Adams. I mean, my goodness. Is he going outside? Is he cutting inside? I'll tell you this, though. Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the... That kind of play, the slant pass, they're dead. They take a knee, and that's going to end it here. From Lambeau Field with the Packers. Out of the bye week, uh, snap a mini losing streak out of the bye with their head coach, Matt LaFleur, and they capture a 45-30 win despite trailing to the Bears, who fought hard in the first half with an exciting first-half game plan. They went into the locker room with the lead of 27-21, but the third quarter began a barrage of points by the Packers, and they put up 24 just like that before the Bears finally got a field goal in this fourth quarter. The final score, Green Bay 45 the Bears 30, and the Packers get their 10th win of the year. The Bears will play Monday night at Soldier Field against the Minnesota Vikings. And now it's time for the Scores post-game show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Yes, indeed, it's the post-game show, and Patrick Manley is here, and, uh, and what better a guest, for God's sake, what better a host than a man that uh, knows a little about special teams. It was kind of the special teams game right up to a late field goal to make it look a little bit better. But, I mean, look, Patrick, it was a ton of fun in the first half. It oh, was yeah. fun. And, I, I, you know, I didn't think it would last. I... Um, I loved what I was seeing, and I mean, ultimately, you know, the Bears didn't have an answer for uh, for the quarterback, and they lose 45-30. to 30. One team makes adjustments mm -hmm. in the second half, as you heard Jeff Joniak say, and another team scores a late field goal to make it 30 points. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's depressing, but that first half was fun. I was having a blast. I was believing. We talked about a lot of hope in the pregame, and I'm like, here it is. This is the game. This is going to happen. It's going to – nope. You go out, you get, you know, outcoached in the second half. You get outplayed in the second half. Unfortunately, you had a bunch of DBs go down, and you were already down DBs anyway, just talent-wise. You've got Eddie Jackson playing in the slot late in the game after Xavier Crawford and DHC go out. They figure that out, and they're like, all right, we're going to move Devontae Adams everywhere. Then we're going to run uh, A.J. Dillon down your throat. And it's just sad, too, Molly, because you score 30 points, and you lose by 15. So you're all excited. Hey, we put 30 points on the board, but you still lose by 15. And that just, you know, that summed up the game, too, that the Packers are just better. And that's exactly where the Bears are right now. They're outmanned. They're outcoached. Um, and I just – I. Maybe that seals his fate even more if it's not even already sealed enough. But uh, I'm talking about Matt Nagy. But it just sure. was a – the second half was really summed up who this team was. I think the first half, 
was kind of a it was a shock. You know, it was a real shock. Like just here, real quick about the special teams. They had a nine, Bears had a 97-yard punt return for a TD. So I'm talking about how they helped them in field position. They had a 34-yard punt return. They had a 42-yard kick return and a 40-yard kick return. And then they also the um, Packers kicked the ball out of bounds on a kickoff and got the ball got the Bears ball out in the 40. So I mean that was helping the Bears offense in the first half. So they were playing on short fields, but then they had to play real football in the second half, and that's what happened. You know, they they did get an onside kick. They did. I mean, they did pretty much anything they wanted to on special teams. I thought it, it was and run out and ran out of bounds on their own. But that was a questionable <laughs> call on my on my part. I I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you call that one. Yeah. What what the heck is that call? I mean, it looked like there was a body next to him. He went out and came right yeah. back in. And and you know, you have a fumble on that play. I, not that not that it was going to matter. But it all matters. That's why sure. you decorate the Christmas tree, for God's sake. Haven't we <laughs> yeah. determined that? All the details. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that, this is real quick. That rule, you gotta, it's got to be to me, and I believe this is what you have to run straight out of bounds without any contact. There was a right. little, little bit of – there was t- contact, if you want to call that. So, I, I don't know. And then there was one earlier where the Green Bay Packers guy kind of did the same thing. But I don't think that's the big story of the game. But, you know, I'm not going to blame right. the refs for anything. Right. But, um, yeah, but just the whole second half of the game just sums up this bear season. Yeah, I, I, I must say um, the first half was just tons of fun. And, and I thought there were plenty of really good moments. Um, you wish they would have scored to start the game other than a yeah. field goal. I mean, it was kind of deflating at that point. But, you know, they come back and they, they get a touchdown. And you're, you're kind of like, wow, this is the Bears. The, the over-under for the game was, was like blown away in the first <laughs> half, for God's right. sake. Um, you had the the um, a couple of really nifty plays. Um, you know, you had um, Justin Fields throw a pick, a pick six, and you're like, oh man, you know, yep. you can't make that throw. Then he comes right back and throws a touchdown, and you you're just kind of marveling at once again his ability to sort of recover. And mm-hmm. you're thinking this could be the game and all that and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I thought they were going to win, but I, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to be as dominant. It seemed like they were hitting him a little bit early, and it's just a pity that um, that they didn't stay with that strategy, quite frankly, because I think he wound up with, what, 29 of 37, 341 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah. Hard to answer And no that. turnovers. And no yes, turnovers no again turnovers. for the sixth yes. straight game for him. Yeah, which is incredible. which is unbelievable. He hasn't thrown an interception against the Bears in six straight games. Yeah, it's and you're not going, you're not going to you're not going to beat the Packers when he does that. Yeah, yeah, he, he's protecting the ball, and the, you know, the, I mean, you you had the pick six, uh, you had a fumble there again. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to get some blocking done, um, and you had uh, you had the um, the pick at the end. So yeah, I, I mean. There's no way around it. You're just you're losing the turnover battle, and you don't have a chance. And even though that's not the reason you lost, you just faced a better team. Sure. I think it was still just difficult to kind of stomach the whole thing. Yeah, it was. And it's just it's hard to watch, too, when you see, like I said, you're down on DBs, and you get two guys go out, and next yep. thing you know, Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett have this whole game plan where they're attacking, you know, where, where you're down, you know, personnel. And then the running game finally gets started with uh, AJ Dillon just coming straight downhill, and uh, it just they were they were outmanned. It just you know I think the first half was just something that was was kind of wild, and gra- I'm glad it was entertaining. I was entertained. My wife and daughter went to go see a play tonight, and they came back in the first half like, wait, the Bears are winning? 
<laughs> and then they sat down and my daughter goes, oh, those are the bears I know. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it true. Was, and that's pretty it, much summed it up. But, yeah, it's, it's so... just – and then, you know, we got to see Tevin Jenkins. And when he gets in there, right, he starts and we're like, oh, my gosh, he's blocking up. He's do, doing a pretty good job. And then you see why, you know, the rust was there and he just was outmanned. And there was a lot of times I thought that they didn't help him enough. Uh, running backs were whiffing on chips. Jimmy Graham whiffed on a chip. Uh, and then just some of the calls for him earlier were, were, were not were not great. But uh, it looks like he might be out there for a while if if, um, if Peters is out. Yeah, he, he um, it looked like he got his ankle rolled. I don't know how serious that injury was. I mean, that's a big man. And, uh, and he went out of the game. And as you say, uh, you know, some penalties on him. I thought the, mm-hmm. the one outside, um, you know, they tried to explain that, that he's not used to blocking that far across the field, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, okay. Uh, I just thought that, um, I, I, you know, he looked like a guy that, that has a learning curve. And I, I yeah. think we knew that. And, um, and, I, and you're absolutely right. I guess we're going to find out a lot more about him moving forward and hopefully they they will take that into account and try to help them and and do what they can to kind of make sure that they're protecting the quarterback above all else why do you think they stopped going after Rodgers especially early and especially when they had an injury on the offensive line again I I don't know I just I I wonder if it is for personnel wise on the back end they couldn't be as creative with all the blitzes and pressures that's what I'd Want to know the timing exactly when when every when Crawford got hurt or when uh, or when uh, Eddie Jackson knocked out um, Crawford on that play? But uh, yeah, I I wonder if it was the the personnel deficiencies back then that they couldn't stay as creative and make sure the guys were lined up and doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, again, it it was a load of fun for a while. I, did you believe they were going to win? At halftime, Pat? I mean, no, I, I did not. Yeah. I did not. I just, when I saw the injuries in the defensive backfield, that scared me. And yeah. then I'm like, they're just not running the, the you know, they're, they're, you know, we talked about the rust of Green Bay coming off the bye. Yeah. It, they looked rusty. They looked rusty everywhere. They looked rusty up front with the O-line. The coaches looked rusty in their game plan. And then once they figured out what Sean Desai was trying to do, you know, they capitalized. They they, they, they countered that and they, and they got it done. So I, I, I said the only way they're going to win, if they get some bounces, go their way. Right, because just for the way they they got their lead with all the special team stuff and all that was going on with the field position, I just didn't see that carrying over to the second half, and I wasn't comfortable and confident about that. It's funny, like even you know some of my friends felt the exact same way. <laughs> nobody, yeah. nobody was like. I mean, nope. it was extraordinary, but I think we you know we did talk about that idea that Rogers hadn't practiced. I think mm-hmm. he practiced Friday. They they'd had the bye week. Teams coming off the bye. We were just kind of hoping the Bears could jump on them a little bit, which they did. So fair whack to that. That's great. And like I said, I thought it was wonderful that they managed to come back after uh, after giving up the pick six. But uh, ultimately, and I, I really enjoyed seeing them get a field goal at the end of the half. I thought that yeah. was huge. Yes. But, but man, you know, they came out, and, I mean, they, they ended up kicking a field goal to go up 11. That was from the – Two yard line. They could have punched that in. I was I was afraid they were going to have fifty by the end of the third quarter. The way that thing was going, <laughs> I was too. What would you have done? When what, what are you? What's your thoughts on Matt Nagy punting on fourth and one there in the fourth quarter from the? Well, I think it was a thirty six yard line, but they went back down and, and controlled the clock and got another touchdown. That was the end of the game. I I couldn't believe it was less than a yard. It yeah. looked like it was about half a yard, 
And I thought to myself, like, well, this is the game. I mean, and I get it. You don't want to make that the game, but you're not going to – if you give the ball up there, I was stunned when they punted it, and then obviously you had the fumble Mm -hmm. and the bad penalty. I thought it was a bad penalty and and, a very costly one. And then they had to then they had to punt, right? Yes. But yeah. but I mean, that was that was less than a yard. I, right. I for a, for a guy that I'm always going to stay aggressive. That's, that's yeah. What that's happened what I was to the aggressiveness? Go. I don't yeah. know, and that's what I was going to say because he always says that. And I get in arguments with with Parkins about when to go for it on fourth down or when to punt or kick field goals or things like that. But and I and I, my what my argument is it depends on the situation. In that situation, you've got to go for it. You know your defense can't stop them. That's fine. You make that the point of the game, whether it's a win or a loss, and you did. You gave him the game there because you gave him the ball back and you knew your defense couldn't stop him. So I, I disagree with that. That's something where, yeah, he should have stayed with his aggressive mentality he talks about and go for it. Give, give your team a real chance to win. Understand the situation, where, where, this, where this second half is, where your defense is injury-wise. Go ahead and be aggressive and try to, try to keep, the, keep the ball out of your de- – keep your defense off the, off the field, basically. Yeah, and, and I mean, let's be honest about it. That is a team that's going to score in volume. So you're going to have to score in volume. And they, they managed to get 27 points, which was extraordinary in the first half of the game. Yep. But the way that game was going, I thought you had to try to get points out of that possession. I, I didn't understand why you would punt. from. I mean, it was – it made me wonder about that line of the, you know, the good loss thing as opposed to the, oh, you right. know. Well, it was only 15-point loss instead of a 21-point exactly. loss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still a double-digit. Golly, it's, it's just that's still, terrible. You score right. 30 points and you lose by 15. It's unbelievable. It's so, it's so, and it's, it's so frustrating because I can't tell you how many people were, I, I, you know, just even to my house were like, you know, that's what they get for talking trash. Like, you know, oh, okay, right. well, I think he backed it up again, sadly. Uh, and, 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 well, real quick, you know what's sad, too, is, you know, you try to figure out your emotion after a game, yeah. and I don't get angry anymore. Right. I really don't, because it's just kind of what you expect. You know, that first half was excitement and fun, and then it starts happening in the second half. I'm like, well, here we go. How can I get angry when I know something's going to happen? You know, that's so I just I feel like that, you know, your emotions now, I'm just again, I'm sad. I'm sad to see this happen. Sad to see the players that are out there. Sad to see the talent deficiency, the uh, how we get out coached. And it's I don't know if you can really get mad anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't even know if you're getting out coached if you run out of players on the back end. Right. I that's mean, true. That's true. It, too. It's I mean, it, it was just so easy and you want it to be more difficult. But who are you lining up and how are you? Yep. You know, it just it, it just seems like I I think you're right. I think that might be the greatest kind of the most depressing element of all of it is that you you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. it happened, and you weren't you weren't even kind of you know you were kind of like ah oh, well that was real. How about that, Jakeem Grant? He was moving pretty fast, man. Wasn't <laughs> right. he running fast? Like right. I didn't come away from it like you know how dare they lose? Right. Damn it! They you've got to you just couldn't get that mad about it. The other thing is I think everyone kind of sees the end coming, right? That's, that's I think it everyone, too. Yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. sort of you know winding it down and seeing what's ha- what happens and at some level the ninth loss just confirms how bad this year has been. And, you know, you knew it was coming, and there it was. There was a point where I, I, it went through my head, like, God, I wish Khalil Mack were around. Wouldn't that be yeah. great if that guy were playing? Because yeah, just, just more entertainment, at least. But here's the great thing, Molly. We got four more games. <laughs> <laughs> 
And oh, that's great. Why? Uh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> we got a Monday night game, Patrick. We, oh boy. We got, you know, we'll we'll have a weekend off, but then we've got uh, yes. a really horrible Monday night game. Sadly. And I mean, I mean, listen, it's important. You got Minnesota coming in. I'll be very curious to see what the crowd looks like that yeah. game. Um, I, I, you know, I'll be curious to see if the Bears, you know, how how are they playing for the coaches? How are they? Yeah, and these these announcers that that was. I just wanted to turn those guys off. They were driving me nuts at a certain point. You know, kind of. Uh, going on about how the team's playing for the coach and all that stuff. I don't know that I want to hear that as right. the lead is slipping away and Aaron Rodgers is, is is confirming his ownership of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I tune the I tune those guys out when, when it yeah. starts going that way. Because to me they're just filling airtime. I think they're they're as, as bored as we are when that starts happening because they don't have anything to talk about. They're just filling airtime because yeah. all of a sudden that was a great game in the first half and then here comes an ass kicking in the second half. So oh, boy. what are we going to talk about? And, and, like, every graphic they put up. Like, I mean, oh, is, there, is there any positive graphic that isn't Aaron Rodgers' Dicka, numbers against the – Coach Dicka, 15 and 5. Coach Dicka, 15 and 5. That was the one. Wasn't Lovey better than – they, they kind of chunked him in with uh, with Mark Tresma? I, I thought that, that was That wasn't cool. fair because he was good yeah. early, and then we, we, we yes. let it slip at the end. But his, his record wasn't that bad. But I think he actually – well, doesn't even make that record respectable because it's not. But he helped that record a little bit, but it was still terrible. Oh, it was awful, and yeah. and it was just. I mean, it, it was George Ellison did. Oh, <laughs> I mean, man. it's a beautiful graphic, but God, I don't think I want to see that. We need All to right. change our history. Yeah, I mean, really, and and that's got to be the most depressing thing from 1992 on. You know, when when uh, when when Favre and Rogers one after the other. That, you know, I know that's ending now, right? We yes. I think we've determined Jordan Love uh, is is not this the is- answer. And then when they're talking about you know oh the, you know they, they they're 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 welcoming Aaron Rodgers back they're really making cra- I'm like shut it with that yep. we've got I've got Tom uh, Silverstein telling me that it's over and I want to hear that that's all I want to hear that was the greatest news of the day <laughs> if, if people are listening right now we had Tom Tom Silverstein right as last thing yeah. he said he yeah, thinks Milwaukee this is Aaron Rodgers last yeah. year in Green Bay so hallelujah if that's true. That is the best news of the day. Yeah, he he said that it was also there was like salary cap implications. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he gave a really believable argument, at least oh, one 100%. that I wanted to believe. Oh, I'm believing it. I'm, I'm believing until until it until when it happens. This uh, makes awesome. me feel a little bit better. Oh, all right, we're gonna get we're gonna get out to the phone lines. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That's the telephone number. It was exciting. And then it was inevitable. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk about it next. You're listening to the postgame show on the score. It's sponsored by MalmedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. They take a knee, and that's going to end it here from Lambeau Field with the Packers out of the bye week. Uh, snap a mini losing streak out of the bye with their head coach, Matt LaFleur, and they capture a 45-30 win despite trailing to the Bears, who fought hard in the first half with an exciting first-half game plan. They went into the locker room with the lead of 27 to 21, but the third quarter began a barrage of points by the Packers, and they put up 24 just like that before the Bears finally got a field goal in this fourth quarter. The final score, Green Bay 45, the Bears 30, and the Packers get their 10th win of the year. The Bears will play Monday night at Soldier Field against the Minnesota Vikings. 
We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Oh, yes, indeed, we are here on the Post Game Show. We got a lot of people who want to check in. The number is 312-644-6767. We should tell you the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We'll start with Steven. He's in Columbus, Ohio. Good morning, or good evening. Soon to be morning. It's almost morning. Yeah, I'm back on at 5, so (laughs) forgive me. Uh, Hi, Steven. Yeah, um, look, I have to say the first 30 minutes, I think we were all kind of suckered into, you know, watching this game. And, look, I'm not going to give Matt Nagy a grief for saying I'm having so much fun, fun, okay? Um, The only problem is he really sealed himself tonight with that cowardly decision on fourth and inches when – he did that stupid hitch that he, uh, sorry, curl that he loves so much on third and seven instead ended up getting five yards. And then on top of that, kicking a field goal with a minute 30 left to make it look like they only lost by two positions. Apparently Matt Nagy is so blindly worried about context and not about the substance because everything about this man from the, this year when he said that everything has to go through him and all that other stuff that he's been saying, all the junk stuff, it, it proves to me that Matt Nagy is not a leader. Uh, he doesn't have any quality that possesses, that leads these guys and motivates them. The message has gotten stale. The players are sick and tired of him. And, and I think tonight, really, Nagy and both Pace really sealed themselves with their cowardice move and Pace for, for his incredible decision when it comes to, you know, personnel decision, trotting out guys like Artie Burns, Xavier Crawford. Look, we, we are a mash unit, okay? I, and I can blame Sean Desai for a lack of adjustment, especially in the second half. Well, uh, thanks, Stephen, for the phone call. I I don't know that that's kind of harsh. What do you, you know, which, which which part? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I I think I'm not sure. Decide. I I'm, I mean, if you want to blame someone because the secondary is garbage and you don't yeah. have anyone, I think that's Ryan Pace's fault, Frank. Uh, agreed. I think that falls on him, number one. And then you know we talked about being a mash unit, but Green Bay they lost another tackle yes. in the game. And they still were able to move the ball and run it down their throat. So it's just, you know, that that that's another, you know, talking about um, Ryan Pace, or the, the, excuse me, the Packers being able to fill their voids with, with people that can come into the service right. to get the job done in a game. And that the just guy, goes back on the GM. The, and and it, he, uh, Stephen mentioned the hitch routes too. And the, and that, the second half, part of the Bears game plan, they started bringing those back again. I'm like, what? Why? Why? You didn't right. do them in the first half. You've run them in previous games and they don't work. Why are you bringing that back? It's almost like it's a lazy man's uh, game plan. And I just, that's not what Justin Fields does. He doesn't read those well. Please stop doing that and forcing him to do that. I, 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 at one point, 
they, I think Nagy, they showed a close-up of him. He was talking to an official, and he was, like, looking at him. And I, I thought, like, good God, that man looks like he hasn't slept in two weeks. Yes. I mean, he just looked awful. I felt – I just felt like, son, like, go home and go to bed, for God's right. sake. I mean, right. it just – he looked like a man who is, you know, at his wit's end. And I, I think we've all been there at one point or other in our lives – I, I couldn't help but feel a little compassion for the guy. There, there's no, you know what he looked like. You know, after four years of a pre- presidency, when you take the first picture yes, of when he first yes. walks in, or they walk in, yes. and then when they leave, and you're like, they just aged eight to ten years in four oh years, God. or what? That's what he looks like. He did. He looks he like looked, he's aged like a president in four he years. Is. Yeah, he needs a nice long vacation, and it looks like he's going to get one. And, you know, Stephen called from Columbus, Ohio. I couldn't I couldn't help it. I just – just for snorts and giggles, I was looking up Ryan uh, Day and his uh, compensation package. Mm-hmm. So so he's making $6.21 million this year, according to USA Today. They did, like, a breakdown of it, and then he gets a bonus for whatever the, the – they're in the Rose Bowl, I think – and he's scheduled to make over $7 million next year. And I, I was just kind of laughing to myself, thinking, are the Bears going to start paying $8 million for a football coach? Wow. Like, don't you think – I'm not saying that's too much money to pay. I'm saying, are the Bears going to start paying $8 million for a football coach? What does Nagy get paid? Do you know? I, I don't, but I can't imagine it's more than five. That's what I, I mean, would think. And, and that's a ton of money to go from five to eight, right? Yes. Yeah, I would so, think so, but – I think they could afford it, but is that going to hurt them yeah. in the coaching search then that they're going to go, you know, that quote-unquote cheapness that the people talk about the Bears, that they won't go pay top dollar for a top coach? And, again, you know, if they hire a guy and he takes over and then they're going to change all the budgetary stuff, I mean, I get that, but um, that seems like high-end money is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kyle. Kyle is in Rockford. Hi, Kyle. Hey, guys. I predicted that whole game. I said the Bears were going to we're going to be in the first half. Everybody's going to be in it. We're going to be good. And then the second half, they're just going to tear us up like embarrassed Yeah, it, it, the game is just too long. Well, let's be honest. If you could just play <laughs> two quarters, you'd have a I good wanted shot. To, I wanted to do the post game at halftime. That would have been a blast. We just do that and it's over and then we would have been can you imagine? We would have literally been like, Wow, did, did you see how fast that play <laughs> yes. went? And they oh. ran and oh my god. Tamir Bird is amazing, all that. Then we would have been a bed earlier. <laughs> it would just been a much better night. Tamir Bird Tamir Bird, Mark Rody's a genius. Oh my gosh, that's his guy. He is a genius. What a good all right, but that was a good play call. See, that's yes. a good design play. Yes. That, I mean, I give him credit for that. But then the second half, it just seemed very stale. I don't, I, it just didn't seem, you know, it was creative and and well-executed or called. I don't know if it's because of what, you know, um, the defensive court, uh, Joe Barry did, you know, in the second half right. adjusting things or they right. couldn't adjust to it. I don't know. I'd like to go back and watch the tape a little bit more. But that second half just was not the same as the first half. And I don't know what happened. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it, it was really a pity. And, and I um... – I think once they started kind of – once they got into, like, score mode, mm-hmm. they knew the game was over. It was almost like the Bears kind of realized it. They were, it, it was – you know, you just can't make mistakes against a team that good, and they had done a good job. I mean, they – you know, the pick six was a big play. That yeah. was a big – that, and you thought that could be a turning point, but they rallied back from that. But then 
the more mistakes they were making, that it just wasn't going to be able to work. It, and we all knew it. And I think, um, you know, once that third quarter, they started rolling a little bit. You know, Rodgers, I thought initially when the, when the offensive lineman went out, he was getting rid of the ball. He was getting rid of the ball. Yes. And, 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 they, and they stopped kind of pressuring him. And mm-hmm. I thought they needed to jump on that kid and go after him and make Rodgers just get rid of the ball before he wanted to. Well, then, too, also Matt LaFleur, they, they started moving the pocket. They started doing yeah. things that we want to see Justin Fields do when you have an O-line that's depleted. It's unbelievable. They started moving Devontae Adams on the fly. Mo- you know, all the little the quick the quick passes, moving them around from the slot to the to the wide out to all that, but then getting the ball out quick and moving the pocket, and that's the stuff you want to see with Justin Fields, and especially when you throw in your rookie left tackle who's coming off an injury who hasn't played football in a, in a year. Well, the Wildcat stuff they were doing to open the game. You know, I mean, I know they map out the first 20 plays or whatever the hell it is, but it's like they had this, you know, empty backfield wildcat. We're going to yeah. go over here. And then, then you know, they just fell into, like, really bad habits in the second half, and they didn't get anything going. And I'm not, like, a big fan of that. I'd like to know why they did it. I'd love to hear him explain that. Mm-hmm. But why did they abandon it, too? That- like, And like I said, I, I wasn't, like – uh, you know, oh boy, remember the good old days when they were in the Wildcat? But I was thinking, like, why do, why do, are they trying to establish something and then get rid of it for the rest of the game? That, it's that creativity. I don't know. I don't know if that just goes off the play sheet, but they weren't bad plays. Some of them were successful. Yeah. Yeah. So put a check next to the one that works and, and, and make sure you call it again, you know, or, or have something off of that that, that 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 you can, you know, have two plays off of that. But it looked like they did. They had a few because they. They ran them, but you're right. They lost the creativity. Bring those back in the second half. I, I Just the second half did not look very good offensively as no, far as the play calls. Not at all. Casey's on the north side. Hey, Casey. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me get you off phone. Uh, hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I'm here. I am an X-134 foreman, and um, I used to run million-dollar jobs at times, and I see the Bears as this. Nagy is 30% at fault, pays 70%. You're only as good as the talent is surrounding you. Yeah, we're, we're kind of – you're breaking up there, Casey, but I think your point is uh... – that you see Pace as more at fault than Nagy. And, I mean, it's a great kind of chicken or egg question, right? Yeah. And they, they, made, this, um, they made this point that uh, Mitchell Trubisky was never a quarterback that, uh, that Nagy picked, nor one that he wanted. And that it was – you know, when they went to him and they hired him, he – you know, this is our guy, we got to fix him. He must have told them, Yes, I can make that work. Yeah, yeah, oh, I know exactly. Oh, I really like him. There's no way you, he would have taken the job or gotten the job if he hadn't thought that he could do something with Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yeah, uh, no, I agree with that. And then just another player that, uh, to me, tonight, that you know really hurt the Bears that gave up 14 points was Xavier Crawford. And that's on, yes. that's on Ryan Pace, bringing yes. him in. And what do they do? Aaron Rodgers, well, there's Xavier Crawford. There's Devontae Adams. I got two touchdowns on him. Yeah. And that's 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 a personnel problem. So I understand what Casey's talking about, that 30% on the coaching staff and, and 70% on Ryan Pace, and that's a Ryan Pace fault. And he started with him, you know, had a belief in him in the beginning of the year. And that's just uh, the whole DB situation with Kendall Vildor, Artie Burns, Xavier Crawford, 
not working out. To me, that that's on Ryan Pace. So I, Casey's right about the thirty percent, seventy percent. I can see that. And and Patrick, did you see that um, the uh, the the uh, Tampa Buccaneers ended yes. up beating Buffalo, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, and apparently. <laughs> Josh Allen left with his foot in a cast. He was, had a walking boot on. So maybe it's now down to Mitch to try to save Buffalo's season. It could be. That would be interesting. Yeah. What if he I goes agree. out there and he balls out and That's they use it. him differently and properly and he's got a coordinator now that kind of knows his strengths and, and can put him in a position to succeed? That'll be very, very interesting. And then also yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who was the wide receiver they just picked up? Didn't he the old bear that he won the game on the game-winning touchdown as well for oh. the – for the Bucks, <laughs> another bear that couldn't find the field oh, with the Bears and goes down to Tampa Bay and finds well, success. Things are easier there, let's be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, you got Tom Brady and some pretty good <laughs> offense there, yeah. That's true. And a good coach. And how, how about that? That was in the Bear in Hallis Hall with an interview, and they oh, didn't take him. Yeah. All right, he, never mind. He was the Getting reigning angry. coach of the year, and they yep. took Mark Trestman. Yep. Oh, my God. Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe is in Washington, D.C. Hey, Joe. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing? Okay. Hey, first and foremost, Molly, you're a beast, man, for uh, doing suffering through this all night and then have to get up uh, in uh, four or five hours, whatever it is. So uh, that's a fact. hats off to you. And, uh, hey, uh, Patrick, I, I, I think I'm going to use uh, – I'm going to leverage my one semester of psychology down in Carbondale and tell you that you're probably in the depression stage of the seven or so stages of grief. So I, uh, I'm right there with you. Yep. Well, that, so, let, me, let me ask understand. you a question. So let me ask you a question. Do you get angry anymore after watching these Bears games? I called what, you guys last weekend and talked about. I, I called you last weekend and talked about this and said that we used to. I, I, we have a. I have a few buddies down here who are, uh, you know, we're all Chicago guys. You know, we grew up either close to or you know in Chicago, and we used to get so angry and screaming at the TV you know, looking at each other, hands being thrown up. But now, as the last few weeks, it's 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 straight-up apathy. There is – yeah. it's like you were saying, you know, we we're just expecting it to happen, so the anger is nowhere to be found. It's just, you know, what did you expect? Um, so – but there have been a couple of calls that, that kind of get to my point, especially about Nagy. And, you know, I've never met the guy, but he, he sure comes off as a nice enough guy. You know, terrific, great, wonderful – but he seems so one-dimensional in the sense of I'm not saying he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know football. I'm not saying that. What I'm, what I'm what I'm wondering is that he seems so one-dimensional in the sense of you. Bring, you guys talked about Trubisky a minute ago. You know, yeah, I can. You know, he comes in and says I can fix Trubisky, but only in the framework that I've designed. You know, right. in my own mind, and anything outside of that, you know, does not apply. And we're not even going to explore that. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not bringing this up. You know, to brag or anything, but you know, I, you know. My, uh, myself and the other guys I was talking about, we're all in the military. We're all Marine Corps officers. One thing that we know that, that we've always learned is that, uh, you know, no, no plan ever, you know, survives first contact, meaning that, you know, whatever adjustment you need to make, you, you do so. You find whatever weaknesses that you need to find, and you just keep attacking it and attacking it and attacking it. It doesn't matter if it was aligned with what you originally thought. You find what works, and you go with it, and you, you try to, you know, conform a little bit to what you originally wanted, you know, but you, you got to adjust, you got to adapt or you're going to lose. And I think that's what Nagy's problem is. And again, I'm not trying to disparage his character. He seems like, a, like I said, a nice enough guy, but he just doesn't seem willing to break out of his own way of thinking or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's like his own worst enemy. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hang up and let you guys have it, but thanks again, guys. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate thanks, it. Joe. Thanks for your service. Yes. 
No, you know, he's, I, I agree with that about Matt Nagy, but he did give up the play calling twice last yep. year and this year. So his fingerprints aren't so much on the game plan anymore. But is it because Bill Lazor is so similar to Matt Nagy and that similar type of coach, similar type of person that, you know, he doesn't want to change? I think he's changed a little bit more than Nagy, but not enough. I really don't think he's done enough. And you look at Matt LaFleur, he was talking about attacking weaknesses, and I've said it a couple times tonight. They went after Xavier Crawford when he was out there. They said, all right, that's the guy we're going to go after. We're going to set up our offense. We're going to get in guys' positions to beat that player, and they did. And that's, that's, that's just that's, that's getting outcoached, and that's also being outmanned because you have a, you know, a limited player out there compared to Devontae Adams and some of their other people. And, and that's why I don't – you know, when the, when the tackle goes out, why aren't you going after him? Why aren't know. you attacking him? Why aren't you sending a couple people that – you know, just confuse people. Yes. Take advantage of their inexperience. You know, it, it's, it, I agree with what Joe's saying in that there is a – well, this is what we do and this is what we like to do. And, oh, when the scheme is buzzing and the scheme and – you know, why not attack other people and take advantage? It's all about playing to your strength and their weakness. And, and I don't see enough of that. Nope, that's 100%. I think that's the biggest fault with the Bears. Yeah, all right. We got to get to a quick timeout. Uh, we're going to get to all your phone calls. 312-644-6767. You are listening to the postgame show. It's sponsored by MalMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. And you're listening to Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. Here's the punt. Herquez sends it in the air. Far side of the field, Jakeem Grant. Retrieves at the two, backs him up. He's in big trouble at the five. Reverses course, gets blockers at the 10, to the 15, 20, 25, 30. Down the sidelines, and away he goes. 30, 20, 15, 10. End zone, touchdown Bears. Wow. Jakeem Grant was in deep trouble, folks. Caught the edge. Some great blocks, including one of a Horquez. And also another one that springed him free. And Jakeem Grant goes a long way. 97 yards for the punt return touchdown. And I believe, unless one happened today, that's the first one in the NFL this season. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Yes, indeed, that was the first and only touchdown on a punt return uh, thus far this year. And it was spectacular. And Shaquem Grant hit like a uh, another gear. And, and, you know, this is cliche to say this to you, Patrick. But when you see a play like that, you can't help but think of Devin Hester because yes. he stopped dead. Yes. And you're like, oh, no, don't. I literally yelled. And my wife jumped. But I yelled something like, don't stop. Like, right. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. People can't do that. And then, boom, off he went the other way. And it was – once he hit the, the, the sideline, it was, the guy was shot out of a cannon. It was spectacular. But I, that's why – whenever I – that's why Devin Hester belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yes. I mean, obviously everything he's done and he, he changed the rules. But that was one of the most amazing things that he could do with regularity. It, it was right. incredible. I know, I know Devin had a bunch of them, but that punt return reminded me a little bit of the one against Minnesota in Chicago – uh, it wasn't that far backed up, but it was one where he started one way, stopped, 
let everybody almost get closer to him, and then he cut back on the field and then took it to the house. But, uh, yeah, Devin was definitely special, and that, that was a special punt return and very well blocked as well. Uh, you got to give credit to the blockers. I mean, it wasn't one where he was making a whole bunch of people miss. There were a lot of guys blocked up as well, but he's got a lot of speed. I like him a lot. That, that's one where now, remember, Bears fans, when he does field one down there and gets tackled on the five or the seven or something like that, you can be angry, but remember there's a reason why he's taking it out like that because he has a chance to get it to the end zone. And yeah, that's one where I think you have to take the balance. And as a coach, you have to say, yes, stay aggressive, stay aggressive, because there's going to be a moment like that that's going to happen where you're going to hit it. Or, you know, if you do get tackled on the seven, you know, you, 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 you normally say, hey, let it hit and then see if you can down it or not. But I think he's a guy where you have to be aggressive with. That, that's a great point. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic uh, uh, point that you make because, I, I mean, you do get frustrated when you, you see that. And, of course, he had two touchdowns in the game. There was like yep. an end around as well, uh, like a reverse that was, uh, I mean, well blocked. He had a bunch of people in front of him. And then, like I said, you know, the, the flash the guy has, he can hit a gear. That was uh, that was pretty spectacular. That was the Jakeem Grant half. I guess. Yeah. His <laughs> what's his, what's his so I'm, I'm looking here online. What's his contract status? Does he have one more year or is he, they didn't just, they didn't trade for him for just this year. Did they? You know, it's a good question. I did I, not, I didn't look I'm going to try contract. to figure that yeah. out because if they just traded for him for the one year, I, well, that then, doesn't make sense yeah. giving up a six round pick, but right. I, this, this they guy might, to me he is must a, have another year. He must, he has to, he's a good football yeah. player. And I think he'll fit any offense kind of like a, um, uh, a young, why am I drawing a blank? The guy, the young man's hurt his knee uh, for the Bears. Yes, uh, uh, Cohen, Tariq Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. Yeah. T- yeah. Kind of that kind of gadget guy, that gadget yes. position. I, I really like what he brings to the offense and, and can do a lot of things and a lot of dynamic things and not just be a returner. And I think that brings a lot of value to the team as a player. you got a great guy for special teams, and you get a gadget guy that can go out there and, and play wide receiver, do the in rounds and things like that. So uh, hopefully he's here. I, I, I want to check on his contract status. So hopefully he's here next year as well. What uh, what was your thought about Justin Fields in this game? What did you think of his performance? It was you know I I don't have the stats in front of me yet. I would imagine his passer rating won't be good because you're punished for um, interceptions. But I'm just curious of what you thought. You know we hadn't seen him, and then he's back, and and you know there was there were moments of confidence, couple of bad plays. What was your over? all opinion of his game played like a rookie. I still want him to see him play better. But again, I think the play calling and the game plan in the first half fit him a little better. I know in the beginning they started coming out in an empty set. and I didn't like that. <clears throat> I think it was like five of the first, I don't know, four of the first 10 plays were an empty and mm-hmm. I didn't like that. But I thought as the first half started going on, you know, it fit him better. Obviously, the the pick six where he's staring down the receiver and oh, gets jumped by Rasul yeah. Douglas is is not good, and that's a learning moment. I hope we call it a learning moment that he doesn't do that anymore. And then again in the second half, I think with Tevin Jenkins being there, the pressure got to him a little bit, made some jump passes that I did not like. Um, and, and and again, I don't think the game plan helped him with with that either. I, what, David Montgomery only had one carry in the second half. Did I read that right? Is that right? I oh. think that's right. I think I saw it on Twitter, and I just I, I didn't I didn't even realize that as the game was going on. So that doesn't help him at all. That's a coaching problem. But uh, just to sum it up, really, I just he played like a rookie. But I want to see him play better. But I don't know how much it hurt him in the second half having Te- Tevin Jenkins in there and and uh, you know kind of a, a limited play calling menu for him that didn't help him. 
Well, if you bring in Jenkins, you better stop running. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, they, they were probably stopped running because they were falling pretty far behind. Yeah. Um, all right, 312-644-6767. Let's get back to the phone lines, Patrick. We'll start with Aaron. He's waited patiently in Berwyn. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, Patrick, to answer your uh, answer your your, your uh, uh, question, watching the Bears versus the Packers is like watching the Battle of Iwo Jima. You know, the, they just walk around, they got the lead, and you just know that the onslaught is coming, you know, in the second half. And after that, uh, you know, I'm watching it now. Rodgers scores a touchdown. What do the Bears do? They do the uh, uh, end around or fake end around movement, crack, crack back toss that went nowhere. Uh, then the next drive, the kid fumbled. And I'm looking, I said, I, I told my friends, Did, didn't they uh, bring a fullback in here? I mean, shouldn't you have lined up in an I formation or a split formation and move the ball, run the ball, and keep the ball out of this guy's hands because he's going to kill you? Aaron Rodgers, if you give him the chance. So that's why I don't think Matt Nagy's an NFL-quality head coach. Does he, will he get a job in the NFL? Yeah, <clears throat> but not as a head coach. And uh, I honestly think that in halftime they go and look at that box that's wrapped up that says uh, "Dub Club Dub. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the most part, I don't – <laughs> I don't like the fact that the defense, <clears throat> they just, they, now they're playing this like the movie Indian, uh, Cleveland, I mean, Major League, when the manager says, hey, Dorn, what's with this Ole? You know, they're just yeah. uh, constantly going for the ball. They're not tackling. And the guy just comes more and more. And then, of course, my final thing is you got the captains of the Aaron Rodgers fan club constantly, you know, gushing over this guy. And what do wow. they say? In Green Bay, you run the ball. They ran the ball, right? They right. get a lead, they run the ball. What do the Bears do? They, and it's Matt Nagy doesn't even use his timeouts. They could have used timeouts in the first half to, to move, to get to get closer, possibly get a touchdown. I, I just, I, I'm tired of it. I, I can't believe that George is going to bring this guy back. Oh, I, I, I don't know that that's accurate. I, yeah. I would be surprised if, I mean, that's, um, that's a reach. I, I don't yeah. think he's coming back. No, I don't either, and I think that that caller right there kind of sums it up, just saying they're tired of it, and I hope the McCaskies feel that. I I think everybody does in the city, and I think once the fan base gets to that point, uh, you have to do something, and I think it will be done, but it's just it's sad again, like I said last week, that you're at this point again because you got to that point in 2014, you got to that point in 2017, and now we're back at that point in 2021, and that's going to be three head coaches and and that limited amount of time. And it's just right. unfortunate that we have to deal with that in the city. It really is. And, and I mean, again, I think that, um, you know, you've got to look at the way you're manufacturing your football team, the way you're putting your team together, the, the amount of money you're spending at different positions and, you know, the, the salary cap hell that you got yourself into. I get it. You know, it was COVID and it was really difficult. And I understand to an extent why they brought everyone back. I thought it was a, um, a sham show of sorts yes. when they did yes. that. Uh, that uh, see, we're using that one. That's our new uh, – <laughs> I like that now. Uh, when they had that four-man news conference and they, uh, and they tried to explain what they were thinking and, you know, have we gotten the quarterback position right? No. Have we brought in the – have just... we won enough games? No. 
But everything else is just fantastic. You know, the idea that, well, we're the envy of every – our culture is the envy of every – nobody in the NFL is the envy, is envious of the Bears culture. No. Nobody is looking at that team right now and saying, oh, my God, if only we could not score in the fashion the Bears do. Oh, if only we could give up close to 50 points in a, in, against the division rival. It, it's just there's nothing to hang your hat on right now. It's really hard. It's, you know, it's Justin Fields – and as you said, that was kind of a rookie performance. It was yeah. up and down. Yeah. I, I really like him. I really hope for the best. And I think that he's going to improve. But um, I, I, um, I, I don't know. I think we're all waiting for that Pittsburgh game revisited every time. we. See I want to see that for four quarters. We talked yeah. about it in the pregame. And I, another thing he did do well, I thought, is used his legs. Yeah. I thought he did a nice job getting out of the pocket. And the other thing I liked, he didn't take the hits. You know, maybe he's obviously a lot more tender, so he's maybe sliding a little earlier. But continue doing that. Take those hits out of the game from you, because I want him playing 16 games, and I want him, you know, I want him to be, still be that 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 scrambler and that kind of guy. But just he doesn't need to take those hits. And then finally, Melly, I, th- I think after these losses, it's not going to be the post game show anymore. It should just be called the sham show. <laughs> that's that's what we should call these post game shows. The next four after all these losses. Yeah. Well, the, the last four are going to be rough. Let's be oh. honest. They're, they're at nine right now. It's the great mystery. Can they win again? Can they win? Uh, put a couple together? Can they Can they give Minnesota the Detroit treatment? It's, uh, that's it doesn't the matter question. anymore. It just, yeah. That's another no. thing. It doesn't matter anymore. Maybe just for our entertainment. That's it. We'd like that's to see that, after. but it just doesn't matter anymore. You'll be on tomorrow, Patrick, I believe, uh, with uh, – with, uh, with Maddie and uh, and Danny, uh, I am actually not. I am you're not. Uh, I'm sorry. You'll, you'll find out tomorrow why I am not on the show, and it's a it's a pretty cool little story. Excellent. I'll look yeah. forward to hearing that. Yeah. And uh, I will be on at five, so don't go anywhere. Just stay up and wait, and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sleep really fast. Yeah. So thanks to everyone. Thanks to Brandon Fryer for his great work, and uh, and Les will take over next. Always great to hear Les. And uh, you know, hey, they had it. They had it for a half. They did. Celebrate. I was entertained for 30 minutes. A half victory, sadly, (laughs) and then a big defeat. (laughs) Have great great fun. It's the post-game show sponsored by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. You listen to the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.